Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Garrett Price. How's it going? That's going pretty sweet. No Matt O'Hara today. Nope. He's playing safe. He can't. He walked by somebody. They had a hundred degree temperature. He like saw them from a distance. No, they came over his house. Oh. His brother-in-law. They're, that's family. They probably yeah. passed it. He's like, oh, I got a fever. And he's like, you want more from cowbell? More cowbell. Oh, <laughs> he's like, no, no, I'm hot. He's like, well, that's conceited. <laughs> so uh, he's playing safe because the guy got a COVID test and he's got to wait back for the results. So he didn't want to infect me or you. Which so, I appreciate. I don't, I don't care. Just get it already. Yeah. It's too bad it's not one of those things like, you know, chicken pox. Once you get it, once you're good. Like, I don't I don't think that's the case with COVID. I think, is it not the case? I don't think it is. I don't know. Ask Rackwell Armstead. Yeah. I was like, Dude's my has been gone forever. My neighbor got it. I was like, make out with me. And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay, selfish jerk. Yeah. So, but today we have a lot to talk about. More injuries, more dynasty uh, talk. We got some things to go over here. But before we do, how about a word from one of our lovely ooh. sponsors? My bookie. If you haven't tried my bookie yet, what are you waiting for? This is the site to go to. And right now, if you use the promo code NERDS, they will give you 100% deposit match on your first deposit up to $1,000. And I don't know about you guys, but right now I'm crushing this gambling world. I signed up with my bookie. Crushing it. What's up? What's up, big figures? Again, last week, I won every bet I made last week. So not only can you hit me up on Twitter for like, hey, is this pick worth this player? Hit me up with these gambling tips too, because I'm hot. I'm hot. I'm hot. Gambling. Yes, you are gambling. So my bookie right now, they got parlays bet they have every sport you could bet on. Do they the have parfaits? I hope so. Parlays and parfaits would be great. All the I love a good parfait. My, my bookie will probably hey, with all that winning you get you can buy all you can buy parfaits done and done. Yeah. So check out my bookie. They have their winning season. They're in the season now. They got the parlays, the future bets. They have all that for you right now on my bookie. Use that promo code nerds to get a hundred percent deposit match don't worry about these other sites that offer this stuff i mean those are just you know weekly lineups this offers you way more you know you got that fever they've got that what medicine they've got the cure they've got the prescription they got it for you whatever it is they got it my bookie you got to check them out you got to use them friends of nerds are friends of yours check them out and use that promo code that was good thank you so much so let's get into this week. Uh, let's cover some of these injuries real quick. And first out the gate. You the know, most important one. Go ahead and cover it. To my heart. It's OBJ. That wasn't the most important one. I know it's not the most important one to you, but it's the most important one to me. All right. So ABJ, right. OBJ out, you know, currently was right around wide receiver 20 on the year uh, going into this week before he tore his ACL. Bummer. He's out. But. Yeah. He he was in, he was an inconsistent play anyway. He was a he was a frustrating player to know when to start, when to sit him. You know, cuz he would have he would have some great weeks where he would put up, you know, 25 fantasy points, 30 fantasy points with multiple touchdowns, and then he'd put up a stinker of, you know, three catches for 40 yards and you know that that's kind of frustrating. So, you never want to see injuries, but I do think this does give a nice boost for a lot of the passing options in Cleveland. Harrison Bryant looked fantastic. He did. He's somebody we've been talking about since the preseason. Like, wow, Harrison Bryant's looked really good in the preseason. He won the Browns. We talked about when he won the Browns uh, Rookie of the Camp Award. Yeah. 
And he does. I mean, he won the John Mackey Award, comes out and looks dynamic in this offense. A Kevin Stefanski offense that always utilizes tight end as it is already. This is a great buy low. I don't know how much of a buy low it is. I don't know if I'm getting like these crazy trade offers just because everybody knows I'm a big Browns fan and think I'm going to overpay just because he's a Browns player. I mean, come on. It's not Baker Mayfield. Well, the better buy might honestly be Austin Hooper. Because I think he's the kind of forgotten guy about this because he had a couple straight weeks of fantasy production where he was putting up 10, 12, you know, 15 points because he started off the year awful, just completely awful. But he had three, two or three weeks before that that were really good. Then he missed this past week, so he didn't, he wasn't even in the game at all. And so I think that might be the kind of forgotten about guy. But I would assume that he's going to be getting just as many, if not more targets than Harrison Bryant will be in this offense. And it, as of right now, it looks like they're really loving throwing out of that 12 personnel. Oh, it's going to be 12 personnel the whole way. That, it's the reason they only have three active receivers on their roster when they come into it. That's the reason why, because they're going to run 12 personnel all the time. They have four active tight ends, three active receivers on game day. So, and you're right, and Hooper's not going anywhere. I mean, Hooper's four-year contract is pretty much guaranteed yep. all four years. But you can still have two successful tight ends in his For offense. For sure. And definitely when you're asking who the one thing you have to wonder is okay, as Jedrick Wills, the left rookie left tackle, as he matures in the NFL, will they start pulling Austin Hooper away a little bit? Because they have Jack Conklin on the right side. They actually go out and catch a little bit more passes. And maybe that's what we're seeing these last couple of weeks. Right. Now that Jedrick Wills is getting his feet, you know, a little bit more wet, that Hooper got there to be a little bit more active, where that's where Bryant's role, because he has been blocking a lot. He's been blocking really well. So I love Harrison Bryant. We'll open things up. If Rashard Higgins is on your waiver wire, Good. don't be afraid yep. to pick him up. And might not be a bad wide receiver three option, flex option for your lineup, because him and Baker Mayfield have a really good rapport together. They always have. I mean, even going back to rookies Baker or Baker's rookie season, that was that was the guy he was throwing the football to. Like, yes, him and Landry had had a good connection, and Landry's obviously the more established receiver in the offense, but he was always looking for Higgins. Even last year, when he wasn't getting on the field a ton, he would still even trust him at end of games. I mean, Higgins wouldn't play all game. They'd throw him in because it was a four or five wide receiver set last year, and he'd throw the game-winning touchdown to, to Rashard Higgins. So I think he's going to be a very good play, but I'm, I'm back in on, on Landry. I was kind of out on Landry. I was very nervous about Landry. I'm back in on Landry because the what has changed for Baker now is I think the pressure to force feed targets to Odell Beckham Jr., which he's a good player. I understand why there was that pressure to do that. But I think I think he's going to be able to be a little bit more relaxed and just find the open player, actually go through his progressions as opposed to being locked on to the number one option all the time. He, he looked dynamic that whole second half, completed every pass besides the ground and the ball, threw three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. He just looked absolutely fantastic. And that's when he looks his best when he's moving the ball around, found Donovan Peoples-Jones a couple times there. Obviously, the big play at the end of the game with 11 right. seconds left. What a throw, what a catch. Uh, we'll get a little bit more action on Donovan Peoples-Jones as well. Sure. Um, an intriguing prospect. Dynasty, you know, didn't really do well at the Combine, didn't really do well at Michigan. Well, he did go to, well, he did go to the Combine. He crushed the Combine. Crushed the Combine. But it was Michigan that Michigan he sucked that he did at. Crush. Yes. Yeah, so... OBJ gone out for the year. We, we're doing this every week. We lose people every week. Yep. Uh, another person goes down in Seattle. Garrett, why don't you tell the people what there happened in is. Seattle? Because this is this is going to put you from six to midnight. Let the audience hear and let's see what maybe a player can get some uh, get some carries this week. I'm thrilled. Now I never root for players to get injured. That that that's bad. That's that's a bad look. But right now. Chris Carson, he's got that midfoot uh, Liz Frank thing going on. It, it, it's it's tough to say exactly how long he's going to be out, but that's similar to what's going on with Joe Mixon. We know Joe Mixon's already missed last week. He's probably going to be missing this week as well. Uh, and, and 
those things can be kind of kind of tricky at times. Uh, I know AJ Green had messed with that in the past as well. Uh, so that was something that was definitely uh, you know concerning. So I don't know how quickly he's actually going to be back. But even if it's just a game or two absence, uh, you're, you're missing your main guy. Homer looks like he's going to be out. There's something going on with, with his knee as well. And then it came out yesterday that Carlos Hyde is dealing with some hamstring issues. All the running backs are hurt, but there is one guy left. Mm. DJ Dallas. Woo! I can't wait to see him. Now, I, I've, I've heard both things from, from the fans out there in the Twitterverse. I've heard, man, he looked really good. Did you see that one, one-handed catch? And the other thing I heard was, man, did you see him completely whiff on that pass protection at the end of the game? Both things are absolutely true. Uh, all, of his, all of his pass protection reps up until those last two reps were actually very good. I was watching very intently, obviously, him on the field in overtime there. But, yeah, it, he's a rookie. He's going to miss. And it wasn't like he didn't have a good play on it. He just he missed his assignment. So there was some communication error in there. He's actually going to be able to run with the ones this week. He's going to get some time to play in there. He can catch the ball. He can rush the football. If he is used and he really truly is the only guy left, I mean, he's automatically a top 24 play just on the amount of touches I would assume he would get. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at Chris Carson going this week right now, running back 11. He's averaging 17.5 points per game as it is. And that's, you know, getting, you know, other people little touches here and there. So with DJ Dallas, you know, you don't expect to be Chris Carson out the gates. But he could also be a little bit more active in the passing game, maybe that Chris Carson was right. uh, as well. So the 17 points, you might be looking at a 12 to 15 point game. Definitely keep a, a team that could get ahead of their opponents early, want to run the ball down later. But he's look at like James Robinson, right? James Robinson, dynamic, top five running back in the NFL right now when it, from, when it coming from fancy production. And he's the guy there yep. in Jacksonville. DJ Dallas going in this week will be the guy. I mean, he's he's an option to play as a running back to this week. Yep. And and so this is gonna be this is gonna be his audition. Now, the the one guy that could potentially be back would be Carlos Hyde. He's the one I think that has the best chance to still play this week. So that's definitely something to monitor if he's back. I, I think it'll be more Carlos Hyde taking a lot of the first and second down work. Uh, than uh, DJ Dallas doing a lot of the third down work, two minute work. So that's definitely something to monitor. I'd have a harder time starting him if Carlos Hyde is actually active. But in a, in, in, a, in the time of year where you're making massive trades, it's, it's not a bad time to go out there and maybe make an offer for DJ Dallas. So do you think a third round rookie pick in 21, do you think that's an overpay for DJ Dallas? Or do you think it's a good risk on a guy? Okay, he's about to get his opportunity. And we know this is all you need is opportunity because if, if Carson's going to miss a couple weeks and he has a, Dallas has a big game this week. Like he'll be the guy for a couple games here, and then potentially the future. Whereas in if he doesn't look well, odds are he's just you know yeah. a change of pace running back, never going to do anything really much in the NFL. It, that, it, it's it's going to be a lot is. on one game for him. He's got to. He's it just show is up. what it is. Yep. So do you try and buy now and you pay the third and just be done with it and hope for the best? Or I mean, you would know better than anybody else. Like, do you no. recommend pay? What What would you pay? And would you make the move? Obviously, you'd make the move. That's that's yeah. That's I'm making that move for sure. You said the move, but for the audience, what would you think is a fair price for DJ Dallas right now? Yeah, I would definitely be willing to pay a third round pick easily, uh, and even if I had to pony up and give a second third round pick as well, so two thirds. Oh, look at you! I, I would be willing to do it because he, what we have here, we, we're seeing this all over the league. Injuries are just rampant, especially at the running back position. Even if these guys get healthy, there's nothing saying that they're not going to get hurt again. Chris Carson's been in and out of the lineup almost every week with injuries. Of his career. Yes. 
And so, you know, Carlos Hyde is not the picture of health and, and Homer's just a guy, nothing against Homer, but he's just a guy. So I'm willing to take risk on upside guys, especially at the running back position where you, you, you mentioned it all the time, Rich, even if you think, you know, oh man, I got four solid running backs in one week, you could be down to one running back, you know? So I like to have as much running back depth as I can. These are the kind of guys with this type of upside, fourth round draft pedigree, which isn't incredible, but it's 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 not like I mean James Robinson's doing it with as an undrafted guy. We have uh you know Josh Kelly was in there doing it earlier this season. Like there are guys in the in the same range or even less draft capital that are being factors for their fantasy or for the real NFL teams and he could absolutely be one of those guys. It's a risk you have to take in dynasty. It's yep. it's it's what it's where when you you enter week six, seven, eight, nine, this is where you're you know either you're overpaying for players or you're you're taking a big risk and starting shedding draft picks. And the opposite end too, it's this is your best time to acquire these draft picks. I mean, when we get into this twenty one class, it's gonna be just as deep as a twenty class, and we all know how good this twenty class has already been. Been really good. So. This 21 class would be dynamic as well. So the more picks you can get, even third-round picks, because look at the last year's third-round picks, how they're paying off for you yep. in certain spots. I mean, Antonio Gibson, hello, looking pretty solid here. Chase Claypool, unfortunately, I did not call that, but he, he was a third-round pick. Like, yeah. There's a lot of good options here, and definitely next year with how deep the tight ends are going to be, the quarterbacks be. If you're in a super flex league, the, the third round of next year's rookie draft is going to be very comfortable for you yep. when you're on the clock. I have a league where... Uh, I've been focusing on nobody's giving up like the first second. So I've got five third round picks and I can use the ammo to grab like a lot of darts throws or use Move that back up. up in the second round. So yep. um, another guy goes down Kenyon Drake with an ankle injury. He's going to miss a few weeks, which, you know, everybody's been clamoring for Chase Edmonds as it is. And Chase Edmonds comes out. If you just went off of last week, Chase, Chase Edmonds last week for week seven, he was running back five on a week, 21.5 points in PPR leagues. Um, everybody's been saying, hey, he's the better option for than Drake. He's surpassed him in the passing game, which is crazy. We've talked about that a couple of times, too. But even over um, the last couple of weeks, he's, he's still getting it done. Chase Edmonds has looked good in this offense. In a Tyler, Kyler Murray-led offense, Chase Edmonds can easily be a running back, too. Kind of what we saw late last year out of Kenyon Drake. We see the same thing out of a guy like Chase Edmonds. Definitely not that he's going to be the guy. I mean, what do you have, two about the 200-yard game last year when he was the guy? Yeah, I, I know he I know he had a three-touchdown game for sure. Like, he, he looked fantastic, and, and you're absolutely right. If you take away the Dallas game, which a lot of that was just that big, long run at the end of the game that Drake had, and we know what a dumpster fire Dallas has been so far this season. Chase Edmonds had been outscoring him up until that point. And so he he was already looking like the better player. And if he's going to be getting six, seven, eight targets a game in the passing game, then he the, the thing that he'd be missing is he's only been getting two, three, four rushes a game. If he's now getting 12 to 15 rush attempts on top of his six to eight pass attempts and this offense, they're looking for some of those dynamic players to be able to just dump the ball off to and, and make things happen. Because even though Kyler Murray is a willing runner, he he's a very smart player. He's very strategic with when he runs, how he runs sliding, getting down out of bounds and stuff like that. He's finding chase Edmonds in those opportunities too. I think that's only going to continue. And honestly, he's, he's into while Drake is out, He's bordering on RB1 territory for me. Yeah, in the nerd episode, we're going to talk about uh, good buy lows, right? Or good players to buy now. Yeah, if you're if you're a contender or if you're a rebuild. Yeah. And 
here's one that I, I'll just I'll say here for this show. I think Chase Edmond falls in that category perfectly. Mm-hmm. The, the the Chase Edmonds hype happened right around three weeks ago. I was saying, hey, Chase right. Edmonds should be the guy here, which was week five. From week five to week seven in PPR leagues, Chase Edmonds is running back number eight overall. So you're saying Ooh. looking for running back one play? You don't have to look any farther. He is a running back one in that time frame, and that's with Kenyon Drake in this offense. Kind of what we expected – Kenyon Drake to be this year, like right we around hoping, running yeah. back eight. So he's running back eight from weeks five to seven right now, averaging 15.2 points per game. And you can't ask much for the, more than that. And that's a guy you can probably get for a second and a player, right? Oh, absolutely. I think so because they're savvy. Sometimes, sometimes we, we try to get extra savvy and, and I understand why you're trying to gain value and whatnot. And, and there are people who are saying sell now because there's no chance that he's, you know, going to be able to do much once Drake comes back or in 2021. I think there's actually a very legitimate shot where if he performs well, they seem to really like him in this offense. They could just say, let's give him another year in 2021. Let's, let's build up our offensive line. Let's add a couple pieces on defense and we're going to let this thing ride and just see how it goes. A hundred percent. This is a gamble that this, this is a wise gamble. Like, where Mike Davis, yeah, Mike Davis is producing. Mike Davis is running back nine on a year. But Christian McCaffrey's probably going to come back possibly this week. He hit, went, showed up today with the red jersey, took it off and put on an actual jersey. So Christian McCaffrey might play this week. So Mike Davis is going to be relegated back to that backup role. Mm-hmm. No real value unless Christian McCaffrey goes down. Chase Edmonds is the complete opposite of that. Not only is Kenyon Drake a free agent at the end of the year, they even when he comes back, if Chase Edmond gets a good firm grip on this, he could just be Ken and Drake could be the backup. They owe they, they have they don't owe him anything. He they did that to David Johnson last year. You know that they, they were riding the hot hand with Kenyon Drake last year, and so they just said, "All right, sorry, David Johnson, like you're on the bench now." It, it's just funny even looking at these running back ones on a year right now. Can I go through them before you it, real quick? It's weird, absolutely. It's, it's Alvin Kamara, the running back one on a year. James Robinson, running back Wouldn't two that preseason on a year. Zeke Elliott, running back number three. Okay. He's seen his value drop over his last couple of weeks pretty significantly. It's a good buy window, um, but you got to get a little bit somewhat nervous it, on that with that situation it's gonna hurt this year i think he'll be fine after this year but i am nervous for the rest of the season i, I don't like i love zeke he's one of my all-time favorite players i got his jersey hanging outside in my office uh it's just i don't like when players when things go bad on for their teams that they start to like get lackadaisical in their work i don't like that um number four derrick henry Number five, Aaron Jones. Number six, Kareem Hunt. Number seven, Dalvin Cook. Number eight, Todd Gurley. Coming off another year really as up. a running back one. Number nine, Mike Davis. Number 10, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. There he is. I know a lot of people don't love this guy as much as, you know, hey, love Bells here. That's great. It's going to run for about 10 yards per carry. Uh, number 11, Chris Carson. Number 12, Ronald Jones. 2020, what a year. Yeah, it, it, the running back position has taken such a hit. Uh, with this year and with with COVID and, and all of the different things. And we're, we're only on week seven at this point. Like, we just finished week seven. We're halfway through. We're halfway through, not even halfway through the regular NFL football season. There could be so many more injuries that we should still see. Oh, so we, Chris Carson's hurt, so he's going to drop off this list. Yeah. And this is why you say, this is why in Dynasty you build, when you have your startup draft, you build around young receivers because this running back list is going to be fluid every single year. You could trade for, you could have traded for James Robinson weeks ago. You could have traded for Mike Davis weeks ago. You could have got Ronald Jones for a good sandwich weeks ago. When all of a sudden you're going to flip the script and you go to these wide receivers you're gonna see a long list of the same names you know top 12 deandre hopkins tyler lockett calvin ridley stefan diggs amari cooper adam thielen robbie anderson little outlier we'll talk about that sure. later tyree kill tyler boyd terry mcclaren alan robinson well will fuller after that's kind of an outlier too but <laughs> yeah you know, it's, it's a it, it, not necessarily in the production it's in the fact that he's still been healthy 
Correct. Uh, more injuries coming out through the pipeline here. We have uh, Christian McCaffrey, like we mentioned him. He's probably coming back. He might not play Thursday. It's a rumor, but I mean. it's a, it's a With it being a short week, I could see them saying, let's give him an extra 10 days. You know, if it had been a Sunday game, I could see him suiting up. I think they're going to probably play it safe with their star. But the only reason I say I don't 100% agree with that is because it hasn't been a short week for him. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Like, he's been rested well. So if he wants to come back and they're paying the money, like, they're going to bring him back. Sure. And it is a primetime game. But even when he comes back on Thursday, like, if he plays Thursday night and they say he's playing, I'm not playing him because you're right. It's going to be a little split carries, most likely. Mike mm-hmm. Davis, who knows what's going to happen. I'm not playing him. Hopefully he does sit. Uh, Michael Thomas is set to miss another week with his ankle injury. Jeez. It's been a something, nightmare. Something smells funny about this. Does. Yeah, and I'm not talking about you with your legs open. I'm talking about Michael Thomas and what's going on there. I'm talking about Michael Thomas. He's hurt, then he's not hurt, then he punches somebody, and then all of a sudden he's hurt again with like a hamstring or something, and then now it's his ankle. It's like, what's going on here? And then Sean Payton's coming out on Twitter, advo- like, like defend him every corner. I'm like, oh, he might be up for trade. And he's like, dude, what are you talking about? We're going to trade this dude, which they're not going to trade him. But it's just... I don't know, man. I just hope Michael Thomas, he's always had that diva attitude. You know, right. it's like, I hope he doesn't fall into that Antonio Brown trap. You it, know, it, I am a little bit worried. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about Michael Thomas. And, you know, I talked a few weeks ago, like I was trying to trade him when I could. And, and honestly, it's probably not worth trying to trade him away at this point because similar to Zeke, like his value is just so low compared to where it was preseason. I mean, I've seen the list of people I'm, I'm not partaking in this. I think this is way too extreme, but I, I see people that will put out their list of their top 12 receivers and not have Mike Thomas on it. Like that, that's a little what? extreme, but that's, that's where people are at. They're, they're seeing all these young receivers, the DK Metcalfs, the Justin Jefferson's, the CD lambs, and they're, they're putting them in the top 12, which I understand getting a young, talented receiver like that is awesome. But I think people are forgetting how good he is. So yeah. please don't trade him right now. Just the value is just not there. You're not going to get anything close to what you're expecting to get back for him. It's the worst play to pay. It's absolutely the worst way to play Dynasty is how people play. You know, what have you done for me lately? What? Where have you been? Oh, Michael Thomas. He's playing. No, sometimes it's just a game of patience. Yep. Right? And sometimes with these injuries, your team could take a turn for the worse for like quickly but again this is why we play dynasty i i was doing uh, espn radio uh promoting dynasty last week and i was saying and they're like well, you know tell us a little bit more about them like it's so fun because you're always winning you're always winning even when you're losing you're winning because you're gonna get that one high pick like you can get travis etn this year and have him forever so you can get Najee harris and have him forever you can have jamar chase and have him forever you know jalen waddle just broke his ankle that's no bueno but you know what i mean so it's like even like I love it when my teams all of a sudden like I have a really good team and then all of a sudden all my good players get hurt. I know I have a good team. It sucks you don't win that year and you, your your windows are small. But all of a sudden now you went from a really good team with you, you always give these late draft picks. Oh, I have the number three overall pick and now I have the pick between you know Najee Harris or Etienne or if I'm in a super flex league, all the ball, you know, all, all the great the quarterbacks ball. that are going to be in. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's it's going to keep coming. Uh, but with Michael Thomas, like you're not going to go out and just trade Michael Thomas just because he has to produce. Now, he is 27, and maybe when he comes back, he starts dominating again with Drew Brees. You know, we don't know the quarterback situation there in uh, New Orleans. Maybe you do entertain some offers for Michael Thomas. He's still going to dominate when he comes back. They just put Emmanuel Sanders on the IRR. There's nobody there. It's Jared Cook and Traquan Smith, essentially, and then Alvin Kamara. So 
if you're going to trade Michael Thomas, you trade Michael Thomas after he goes off of five games straight. So like right, if you're if you if you're like you know what I, I'm agreeing, I have a bad feeling about Michael Thomas the way everything's going. Let him come back, hold off right before your playoff start, right around week 13, mm-hmm. and then make that big play. You know that's when you get the biggest overpays ever right before, right before the trade deadline right before the trade deadline of your playoff like it depends some people don't have trade deadlines so, I, some even start as early as this week because they follow like the nfl trade deadline that's silly i don't like that the only, the only rule i have in our leagues for the trade deadline is literally when you're in the playoffs for only playoff teams that's yeah. it that's the only i'm in a couple leagues that don't do that and i, I just i'm not a big fan yeah i don't like, want i don't want people to be trading people like championship week and just getting a star-studded squad yeah like, it's just no, but but up to the playoffs, I'm totally fine with. That's the way I believe it should be yeah. as a as a veteran dynasty player, as a true you know? OG. But that's where you get the big like I've I've made some of my biggest trades right like an hour before kickoff on Thursday night football of week 13. You know, like dude, we gotta get it. we have an hour to make this trade done. Let's get it done. You know, like right. sometimes about that pressure, just get deals done. You gotta so make it happen. That's when you want to make a Michael Thomas trade. That's when you're gonna get if he's coming off, he's playing like he did last year. You're gonna get whatever you want. That person's first. Their young play, all their young players that they don't want to trade. You're going to get those players. Yep. Well, and rightfully so because it's Michael Thomas. Um, Deshaun Jackson out six to eight weeks with an ankle injury. The guy's out more than he's in. So that's probably it. That could be a season and maybe even a career at this point. Out more than he's in. Yeah. Talking about my love life. Uh, Andy Dalton. Uh, he's got a concussion. He got rocked pretty hard. He did. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, Dallas kind of sucks right now. Three points this week against Washington. Like. Yeah. How do you score three against Washington? Well, you're a bad football team, man. It's it's a, they're in bad bad shape. What's crazy is like you thought Andy Dalton could possibly just be good enough with yeah. like going back to that old Bengals scene where he's like all these weapons out there. You know, it, it's it doesn't make sense. It just shows you how good Dak was to overcome all of what was going on there. He's gonna get paid. He better. Hey, and honestly, this kind of shows Jerry Jones too. Like, okay, we can't we can't we, play around. You know, unless they can, unless they can sell the farm and go trade up for Trevor Lawrence. Yep. That's but no, no, no. Whoever has the one one, they're not trading away because they're not not taking Trevor Lawrence. Doesn't matter. We talked about this already in the podcast. Yeah. So, um, Jeff Wilson comes out after being running back one on the week, hurts his ankle, out for one to two weeks. McKinnon just disappeared. That was weird. It was really weird. And then Shannon came out afterward and said, "Oh, we just planned on get this was planned to give him rest for the load he took earlier." And it's like, dude. I heard rumblings that it could have been like a legit benching more than than like the injury concern, but he had looked really good before that. Yeah. So unless there's like some off the field thing, hey, the fantasy gods don't care because anybody you put in front of Jerry McKinnon, he just keeps hurting. So it's like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? So now it's down to him and Hasty. Tevin, Tevin Coleman might be back. Who's this that? Week. Exactly. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, Debo Samuel, he's hurt again, hurts his hamstring. He's going to be out for probably a couple of weeks here. Joe Mixon, like you mentioned earlier, hurt his foot. He's going to be held out week eight. They have a week nine bye, so they're probably going to hold him out for a couple of weeks. These, right. these people are dropping left and right. And then Chris Godwin broke his finger. He's not going to play or play this week either. He said, I scored a touchdown. Ah, my finger. Oh, no. Yeah, hey, hey, where's all these other receivers? They signed Antonio Brown. So, Tanner Brown, now he's going to go. To yeah, let's get, let's get into that because this is, this is a big story, especially now with the Godwin news. Like this changes a Scotty lot. Scotty Miller forever. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, he he's kept his job. He he's looking good, and all of a sudden Gronk has this resurgence and and all of that kind of stuff. But maybe before that, do we want to get into our uh, our our sponsors for the podcast this week? We can absolutely do that, Garrett. Let's One do of it. those people will just happen to be our friends at Manscaped. That's right. It's starting to get a little cold out. Right? You might think, hey, I, I might have to uh, cover up a little bit more. 
uh, get a little bit more uh, heat. Well, yeah, some places you don't need more heat. Sometimes you got to just, you know, hygiene. Trim it up. Bonsai that bush. That's right, Manscaped. Listen, things are starting to open up. People are saying we're going to have another shutdown possibly, but we don't know, and you got to be prepared at all times. And if you're going to go know. out and you want to make sweet, sweet cuddle time with somebody that you might find attractive, nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. What's the worst thing you're going to do? You're going to drop trowel and all of a sudden you're going to hit him in the forehead with a bush? No, no. Come. This is not fun, people. People don't enjoy this. This isn't 1972. Listen, I lived in the 70s, man. I know. All right. October 9th, 1979, I came in the world. Just barely made it. I saw what was going on. I'm like, no, none of this. None of this. And thanks to Manscaped, I don't have to live in that world anymore. They have the Lawnmower 3.0. It's the best hygiene tool for the modern man. They got their ceramic blades, their skin-safe technology. Your nicks, snags will all be reduced. It's the perfect protection needed for your franchise quarterback. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof, has an LED light. I take mine to shower. I leave it in there. Listen, my wife has always loved me. But ever since I got my Manscaped, she loves me a little bit more. Just that much. And she's like, I don't know what's so different about you. And I'm like, Psh, I know what's different about me. Look at me taking care of my garden. She's like, oh, that's right. Look at you. And it's worked. And I love it. And it's just, it's, it's a great tool. Lithium battery. It lasts forever. I charge that thing like once a month. Go, it's, it's perfect. I, I, can't, I can't say enough of how much I love this thing. They have so many great things on Manscaped, like they're, uh, the weed whacker is on there. They got some good deodorants for uh, going on there too. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know about that. Oh, I got some of those too. What? I'm a man. Just check out my bathroom. I'm like manscaped. It's called Richscaped. Yeah, Richscaped. looking good out there. And right now, you get 20% off and free shipping with the code NERDS at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code NERDS at manscaped.com. I mean, Christmas is coming up, ladies. We have a lot of ladies that listen to the show. It's true. This isn't just for men. You want to take care of your uh, your man on Christmas? Give him a good gift. Matter of fact, even before Manscaped started, started advertising with us for Christmas, my wife got me the lawnmower. She knew. Then they started advertising with us. So, ladies, and I loved it. I loved it. She was telling me something. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> so, ladies, use that promo Here's code. Here's a nerds. treadmill for Christmas. <laughs> oh, I got my wife a Peloton for Christmas. How'd that go over? Years ago. Oh, she loved it. She wanted okay, it. Okay. This, this is years. This is years. So she ago. asked for it. You didn't, you know, push it on her. She didn't ask for it. But she, I just, I'm a terrible gift buyer. And like, it was on TV. And she's like, oh, I'd really like that. And I saw the price of it. I'm like, oh, I bet you would. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm a really big delayer when it comes to Christmas gifts or any gifts. Waiting last minute. I'm, I'm the worst gift buyer in the world. Like, literally the worst. And well, you like, just hooked us up with iPad, so you did pretty good there. I know, but I don't know. That, that was in my. Uh, Oh, yeah. We're guys. I got, I got it covered. But the, the ladies. For the ladies, hey, here we go. I don't I don't buy cards. I feel like cards, cards are a waste, of, waste money. of money. Like yes. Five bucks for this. So it's like literally you hand somebody a $5 bill and they look at like, oh, look at oh, the president. And they throw it right in the garbage. It's right. like, dude, that's my, that's my $5 bill. Just, just write their name on the on the wrapping paper. Oh, I don't even do that. I'm just, I don't you even just know. Wrapping paper? <laughs> Get out of here. Walmart bag. So guys, gals, holiday season. If you're a guy, treat yourself, you know. Hey, eggnog. Hey, eggnog. Get a little frisky. Women, treat your man. Manscaped.com. Promo code nerds. Free shipping 20% off. I get the opportunity to talk about predictionstrike.com. Love it. It's the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes just like just like stocks, just like the stock market. So imagine if you were to buy James Robinson for nothing. James Robinson. For free, basically. I mean, it would be pennies on the dollar compared to what he would be today. DJ Dallas, if you would have bought him back before the draft, 
Nobody was talking about him. We were talking about he's him. He's probably still free, Garrett. He's still probably very inexpensive, but not after not, this week. But today, so you can't buy James Robinson for cheap right now, but you can buy DJ Dallas for cheap right now. Me and Matt were talking about this last Sky week. Rocket. We did, uh, the read about some players we thought could read. DJ Dallas would be a good buy for It'd predictions. It'd be a very good right one. Now. But like I said, James Robinson, you'd have bought him early. Right now, you're driving a nice Volvo. Yep, exactly. Uh, Isaiah Coulter could be another one, maybe. Cole Komet. Uh, did you see Cole Komet with a couple of his catches the other night? For the first quarter. Yeah, then they forgot about him. It? Yeah, it's like, hey, there's Jimmy Graham. It's like, come on, dude. Come but on. He, he looks good, though. Cole Komet? He's going to be pretty solid. For a weak tight end class, He's he looks like he's going to be pretty solid. For yeah. when you, again, you want to see a little, then year two, you want to see a lot, a little more, and then year three, you want to be like, that's my tight there end. There it is. There's the guy. He could be one of those but guys. He's probably a penny stock on prediction strike. Right. So, I mean, you can get you can get these guys cheap, and that's really what this is all about. Finding guys, It's it's we talk about in Dynasty all the time, when's the right time to buy, when's the right time to sell. This is literally putting that into practice. It's knowing when, th hey, this guy's price is way too high. He can't, he can't live up to this. Sell. Hey, this guy's really inexpensive right now. Maybe Jarvis Landry would be a good buy right now. He's probably going to see a, a Rashard pick. Higgins would be a good buy. Rashard Higgins, right you know, so different players like that. And, you know, it doesn't just, it's not just football either. You're like, you know what? I like, I like a little NBA action. I like a little MLB action. You can get on on those guys too. It's not just football, but at predictionstrike.com, you can get all of your opportunities to get those players. If you are with us, you can get started today by visiting predictionstrike.com and signing up with the code DYNASTY to get an additional $10 for your first deposit of $20 more. That's the code DYNASTY to get an extra $10 for a deposit of $20 or more. There you go. Use that promo code. Try it out. 10 bucks. We said last year to take that whole 10 bucks, put it around DJ Dallas. There let it is. Let it ride, son. Let it ride. Done and done. All right. Get back to Antonio Brown here. So now we're 33 minutes in. Antonio Brown's 32 years old. Going to a new team. And we're talking about a team right now that, you know, I don't know how excited I am about Antonio Brown personally. Like, I'm hoping, I'm using this as a moment to sell for whatever I can get. I was too, but all of a sudden for a contender, if you happen to be one of those people that like held on to him this whole time, or you were in a startup draft and you took him in like the 20th round, uh, all of a sudden like Chris Godwin goes out, how long is he going to be out? Mike Evans has really underperformed so far this season. So this is my point. This is my point. Mike Evans hasn't. He's not getting a ton of carries. He's wide receiver number 21 on the year. He's averaging 13.3 points per game, which is as good as David Montgomery, which is much better for David Montgomery because he's a running back too. Meanwhile, Mike Evans is a low-end running back wide receiver too. You got Chris Godwin, who's hurt now, but will come back. You got right. Scotty Miller. Miller there has a really good rapport with Tom Brady. You got Gronk there. Ryan Jones is a running back one. So, like, how much opportunity really is for Antonio Brown? He's going to have to come to this offense. He's going to have to acclimate himself. It's not like him and Tom Brady played all these games together. They played a game together right. before. So it's not like they have some great rapport together. It's not like they traded for Julian Edelman. You know what I mean? Right, so it's right. like, listen, Antonio Brown's one of the best receivers I've ever seen. For sure. But he's 32. He hasn't been really significant in a couple of years now. So it's it's... What like how many times do we see a guy like that just come back and all of a sudden like yep he's a he's a superstar? It, it's very very rare. You know we had Marshawn Lynch try to come back a couple of years ago and that didn't turn out too well. Le'Veon Bell took a year off even when he was significantly younger, came back and yeah, it was the Jet so I'm sure that was part of it. But he didn't look like his old self really. Uh, so it, it's it's really tough for these players to take that much time off. Not just time off like not playing football, but they're away from team facilities. They're away from, you know, learning the offenses, getting, building that relationship, that rapport with the other players, like taking that much time away. And then you add in 
he still has like some unfinished business yes. with some court cases and stuff like that. So that's the hard part. Is there a ceiling? I think there absolutely is. But what's the actual likelihood that he hits that kind of ceiling where he can be a relevant, even wide receiver too? Like 5%, 10%? With his... With him, with for most players, oh yeah, I'd say five percent. Antonio Brown, I will say it's higher. Okay, I'd so twenty, twenty-five percent, one out of four, I think for Antonio okay. Brown because he's just that talented to be like a top eighteen type of guy. I mean, even though that one game he played with Tom Brady, he put up like twenty-five points. I mean, it was it was a great game. It's it's gonna kill Mike Evans, and it depends how much like Tom Brady wants to get him involved and Bruce Arians. I'll say, to get him involved. I think that has a lot to do with it. Is just. How does Brady feel about it? And we probably won't know for another another couple more weeks. So maybe maybe the buying windows after like not now because there's hype, but like after week this week when he like or we next week when he duds out a little bit. So would you? So are you buying or selling? And if so, what's selling. the what's the price? I'm selling for a third. You might be able to get a second for him. I yeah. guess you might be able. To, if would I, you hold out for a second, or if you got offered a third right away, be like, yeah, done and done. I'm not worried about it. I guess I would try and you might as well hold out for a second. Because, I mean, I, third I feel like he, he could put up one good game, especially with Godwin out. I feel like he could put up one good game where he scores a touchdown. and But but I'm with you because, you know. Godwin's only going to be out for two weeks. And this this is the other thing, too. We're, we're, we're This is a dynasty show. This isn't a redraft show. So we're not just concerned about the next, you know, six weeks of the regular fantasy football season and then the fantasy football playoffs. Like, we, we need players to have a little bit more value than that. And I don't know that he has any value as of right now in 2021. Like, are you counting banking on anything? Because we don't even know if it'll be this team or a different team. If he's even still in the league, like. But if but if he if he looks good, he will be in the league in 21. I mean, come on, we all know Antonio Brown needs some money right now. He so does. But if, if he looks really good, can he keep his head right? And that's the th- that's the risk involved here. It right? is it's like it's like trying to like Josh Gordon comes back. Well, it's not the same because it, it's it's not the same. But you know what I mean? He's 32. That's, that's not young. That's a big problem as well. So you might get two more years out of Antonio Brown. Now, if you get even 70% of what he used to be and you get him for a second round pick, you won that trade. Yeah. If you get 70%, but there's so many unknowns for him. So for me personally, I'm out. Like I'm not, if I have him, I have even him. on a contender, even on, I'm, I'm holding out. If I'm a contender, I'm holding and just see, and just seeing if you help my and team, see. if I'm not a contender, I'm putting the price tag out there, seeing if maybe somebody offer. You never know. People can easily offer you a second right out the gates. Like, it's Antonio Brown. You know yeah. what I mean? It blinders. It doesn't matter. Um, and maybe you get a second. Anybody offers me a second, and I'm not a look. Even if I'm a contender. I'll say, even if I'm a contender, I might. And I don't need a, if I don't need a receiver really bad. Like, But if I'm a contender, I had Od- Odell Beckham, for example, or sure. Chris Godwin. Then it's a little different story. But no matter what the situation, somebody offers me a 21 second for how deep this class is, I'm taking it for Antonio Brown. And every league I'm in, it has Antonio Brown. Every single team immediately, Susie signs goes, "Hey, just to let everybody know, for Kenner's Antonio Brown's he's on, the, on block. the block. What you got to do, right? Move, move on, move on. Moving I, on. I'm out. Are you holding? Are you selling? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm with you. I'm out. I'm selling. It's interesting. It, it's tempting, but I am. I'm a little bit more risk adverse than other players are. So I'm. I'm. I'm probably staying away from okay. from Antonio Brown. So. Let's go. Let's get into a little game, though. Ooh. Got a little game just Ooh. to wrap up the show for us. Okay. Yeah. And we'll have a little discussion about. It. We're gonna play. Would you rather? Or who would you rather? Ooh, this sounds hot. It does. Yeah. I'm gonna give you two players at the wide receiver position. This is gonna be Play- the wide receiver edition. Players. Two players. Oh. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Two players at the wide receiver position. 
And you got to tell me which one you would rather own on your fantasy football teams and why. Okay. Yep. Hit me with the hind. And and if I disagree, I'll let you know. Let me know. First one. These are these are tough for you, maybe. DJ Moore. Yes. Or Terry McLaren. Oh, DJ Moore. Not not even close. All right. Because no. I'm going to disagree. So you okay. go. You go Listen, ahead. I love Terry McLaren. Mm-hmm. I do. He's a dynamic receiver. He's a, he's a leader already of that team. We saw that video of him speaking to the team. Yep. Fantastic. Can't can't use the DJ Moore youth argument because he's just as young as Terry McLaren. Right. Um. I guess it all just rolls down to, I think the gamble is if somehow Robbie Anderson resigns with Carolina, then that hurts DJ Moore. Which I th- I think he will personally. I kind of I'm kind of leaning that way too. That Matt Rule connection going back to Temple and the way they brought him there, the way they use him now, kind of hurts. But term, dude, TJ DJ Moore right now is wide receiver thirteen in the year. He's a he's, he's Where, where's Terry McLaren? Terry he's McLaren 10. is wide receiver ten. He's so 10. they're they're close. They're really yeah. close. Um, and that's with Kyle Lamb, a quarterback. We don't know the quarterback situation in Washington. It's going to get better, significantly better. Right. But right now, I'm going to stick with Matt Rule and Joe Brady in that offense. And right. I just think DJ Moore is a more talented receiver than Moore Terry McClure. And it's not a diss on Terry McClure. I love him, too. Oh, these They're, are all really close, like guys that should be ranked very yeah. similarly, similar age. They'll all be this way. They're both guys that I want on my team. They're both young guys that put up wide receiver one board, like pretty much numbers. Uh, so like I said, Terry McLaurin's already wide receiver ones, which we kind of talked about in the preseason mm-hmm. uh, about Terry. And then for DJ Moore, it's just, I'm not off that hype train yet. He's okay. in the fact that he's wide receiver 13 for how slow he started. We're going to start, hopefully get to see some momentum with him sure. go, going forward. So for me, I don't think it's terribly far off. I wouldn't argue either way. But for me, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. I'm taking DJ Moore. Like sometimes you go, oh, this you know, one out of one, you know, two, five out of five, and I'm taking them every time. Really? Okay, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Terry McLaurin side on this. So there's a couple factors going into it. One of them you you already mentioned the the situation over there in Carolina with Robbie Anderson. Uh, the issue is even in these big weeks that he's had. They've been on very low target volume, and that's the thing that concerns me, and it's it's usually him making a big, like breaking tackles and getting downfield, a big long run. It's it's not been them targeting him on log plays. It's him having to do all the work, and that's what concerns me is I don't know how long he can be this efficient, whereas Terry McLaurin, they'll, they'll target him short. They'll target him long. He actually, up until this week, I don't know what it was after this week, but he was the fifth most targeted player in the NFL. So I mean, he is getting. There's no one to throw the ball. No, to. that's that's the problem right now, Gary. Like, there's no like, that's that's another. I'm not arguing against Terry McLaren, but there is nobody else to throw the ball to. And next year they'll have Kelvin Harmon back. Antonio Gandy Golden be another year in this offense. There's but a, none of those guys are Terry but, McLaurin. He's still going to be a top. 10 I know, guy. but this this draft class is extremely deep at receiver. Sure, there's another chance they could bring somebody in there as well. They're going to get a new quarterback here. And right now, DJ Moore is doing it with Curtis Samuel on the field. Mike Davis producing as a top five running back, and Robbie Anderson as a running back but, wide receiver. But he's one. doing it without Christian McCaffrey. Those are going to take even more targets. Yeah. Uh, uh, you could argue, but Mike Davis is producing the passing game as well, though. He is. He's, he's really great. I think, I think I, I'm not going to listen to that argument just because Mike Davis is kind of producing at that Christian McCaffrey level almost identically. So I don't think Not that, this week. He had a bad week this week. This but, week, but everybody yeah. has a bad week. You know, so I am not, I, for me, I, I like DJ Moore doing it as arguably the third fiddle. You know what I mean? Sure. Where Terry McLaurin's being force fed and how long will that always continue going down? Again, we're splitting hairs here. Sure, but no, th- this is this is what this is meant for is for us because this is what it would be in a draft. Like if we were drafting today, you're probably going to be on the board, and these would be the two guys staring in your face in the third round. 
you know, this, this, these are the types of decisions you would have to make. So. And those are both great third round picks. Absolutely. I, I, I would love, I, I love the fact that in the third round, you come away with a really good young receiver, you know, in the first round, you get somebody, you know, I don't know who you get in the first round. You know, say you came away and you got like DeAndre Hopkins, you come back and you get a CD lamb and then you come back and get a Terry McLaurin. It's a scary and, wide receiver room. Uh, and then you're, yeah, you're set. You know, yep. and then now you start drafting the James Robinsons and so on. Right. So, or trading a wide receiver later for a running back or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one, another tough one. Amari Cooper, Stefan Diggs. Who would you rather have? I am going to take Stefan Diggs. Uh, reason B is, again, we, we have CeeDee Lamb there in Dallas, and I think he's the future number one. Even though Amari Cooper got paid, he's younger, but sure. we, we kind of talked about this in depth. And I like Amari Cooper, talented guy. Sometimes go, go through the drop issues. Sure. Stephon Diggs right now is currently wide receiver four. Josh Allen has continually supported, since he was his rookie year, uh, top 24 receivers, multiple ones. He's doing it again now. Cole Beasley's on, on yeah, he's had a, a great thousand tear. yards. John Brown, he's taking a step back, but Cole Beasley injuries a little up. bit too. Injuries as well. Stephon Diggs is currently wide receiver number four on the year. So this is somebody they're going to commit to long term. Him and Josh Allen's rapport is really good. Stephon Diggs, dynamic, one of the best route runners in in the league out here as well. Stephon Diggs will be continually. In Buffalo, a wide receiver one. Yep. Amari Cooper is going to be a wide receiver one too. He's he's still a wide receiver one. He's literally right behind Stephon Diggs as wide receiver five. So they're neck and neck. But I I like this I like the situation of Stephon Diggs yep. and where he's at. And he's a true number one on that team. We can't always say that with Amari. Right. And 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 I'm with you on this one. We agree on this one. I was hoping Matt was going to be here for this one because we know what side he would take on this. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the other reason on top of it is look at how fluid the situation has all of a sudden become in in Dallas. Like I, we're not guaranteed that that what's his, uh, their head coach is going to be back next year. Like with as poorly as McCarthy has, has coached this team. And Jerry Jones came out and said, oh, we got the right guy. But I mean, the fact that when he came out and said he lied about his analytics, like right away, and it was right. like when the Browns were looking for a head coach, my buddy um, and I were talking. I'm like, oh, what do you think of Mike McCarthy? And he's like, dude, he's like, I just for for some reason I don't believe a word he's saying about it. it. He's like, I don't buy it. It's not who he is. I'm not buying it. And then as soon as it, it's like, oh, I kind of like fudged about the analytics stuff. My buddy's like, see, see, I told you. So for me, if I'm Jerry Jones, like sometimes I'm ticked. I'm cu- I'm just cutting my loss. Like, yeah, he's a. He's, it's just it's the same thing we saw like in in uh, Green Bay. You got the off. I mean, yeah, your offensive lines in shambles, but dude, figure it out. You you have Zeke Elliott, one of the t- premier running backs in the league, and you got three dynamic receivers. And they weren't even and figuring Dalton it Schultz out. Is producing, and they weren't even figuring it out when Dak was there. Like they were still losing football games when Dak was there. They had only won one game, and that was because Atlanta completely botched that entire situation. Dude, they should have been zero for even with Dak. They need to get innovative. They need to get young. Whether it's a college coach or take the one year right away. I mean, look what Carolina is doing right now. Uh, there and you just, they're winning games. Yeah, they I would, shouldn't be, but they are. I would take Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator there, and I would hire him. I would hire Eric Bieniemy from uh, Kansas yep. City. Yep. That's where I'm going. And I'm sorry, some of these old time coaches like a Mike McCarthy. They're just the game passes you by. It's an innovative game, and you got to move on. It's always that's evolving. What I'm going to do so. Yeah. Yep. So I'm with you there. I think there's just too much, and, and hopefully Dak will be back. But that's not even guaranteed either. There's just so many unknowns. Give me the known. We know Stefan Diggs is good. He'll be and, back, and he's gonna. Their coach is gonna be back. Uh, Josh Allen's gonna be back. Like that situation is not changing hardly at all. Yeah. Not. Not. I want them both. Cooper's a great player. But I'm taking Diggs. All right. Another tough one here. 
Uh, actually, this one is not as tough for me. I'll, I'll see what it is for you. Would you rather have Chase Claypool or would you rather have T. Higgins? Oh, T. Higgins, easily. Okay, that, that's how it is for me. But right now, Chase Claypool's actually had a better season thus far. Yeah, but, DeAndre, by that Johnson one was, game. but DeAndre Johnson was hurt. Right. Right. So that, that helps the situation. And you can argue still that DeAndre Johnson be the number one there after Juju leaves. And then Claypool's look good. He has. But yes. I'm taking T. Higgins. College tape told me T. Higgins all day. Draft status tells me T. Higgins. And the fact that, yeah. Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow. And they're going to be together for a very long time. I love and it. I, I love Tyler Boyd. I love T. Higgins together. I think we talked about this maybe a little bit last week. So for me, this one's easy. Okay. Love, it was for me too. Love what Clay, Claypool has done so far. He's a great addition to any dynasty team. You got him in third round. It's a great person to have. But I'm not going to let three weeks of looking really good, which he has. Like, this past week, he did nothing. Exactly. Why? Because you know Deontay Johnson came back. Right. So that's that's that was a big reason of the uptick. So the, the other thing that, that is a factor too. How much longer is Big Bad going to be there? We saw that Two offense without him. Yeah. So who knows? All right. Uh, let's get back. This one This one is really, really tricky for me. We're going to go to the old Miss boys. Would you rather have A.J. Brown or D.K. Metcalf? Oh, I'm taking uh, A.J. Brown. Are you? Yeah. It's it's Again, it's really close. Mm-hmm. It's really close. but it, And they're both dynamic in different ways. But A.J. Brown is just... I think... I think D, DK Metcalf is, and I know everybody's like wants to love DK Metcalf. And he's he's proved he's I was I missed on him, I was wrong on him, and he's that's fine. Great. He's looked great, but he's still gonna be like a little streaky. Like what did he do last week? Nothing. Right. He, he's still that kind of streaky kind of player. We'll have four catches for sixty yards or five. You know, I mean, he, he's using his talents in his big time plays to get those big time plays, get your fancy points. Where AJ Brown will be with Ryan Tannehill. He'll be the number one receiver in a team. He's dynamic with the ball in his hands. He's a monster, too. DK Metcalf's a monster. AJ Brown's a monster in his own right. When I look at, from a consistency standpoint, I would rather have AJ Brown. And I think Jared and I were even talking about this one on the, on the way up here tonight. But I think AJ Brown is, you know, situation proof, too. Like, if, if heaven forbid, what happened to Dak Prescott happened to Russell Wilson. That would drastically change the value of DK Metcalf because he's built on those downfield plays that that chemistry with with the with uh, Russell Wilson. I, I think it would be a bad situation for him. I still think he would be a good receiver, but I don't think we're going to see those monster games. Whereas AJ Brown, I mean, yes, Ryan Tannehill has been effective, but. I think he would do this with any quarterback. He was doing it at the beginning of the year last year when Marcus Mariota was the quarterback. I think he's just situation proof, and we know how quickly situations can change in this league. So I think that's the other security blanket for me is I think no matter what, I feel good about A.J. Brown. I feel great about D.K. in the situation right now, but if anything were to change, I'd I'd feel less good. Yeah, I I have D.J. DK Metcalf right around like wide receiver 12, 13 overall for me. And I would take AJ Brown over him uh, every time. Yeah. I, I, I have a similar range and I think I have AJ Brown at like nine, eight, somewhere in there. I have, I have DK there right around 12 as like a, hey, I'm sorry kind of thing. <laughs> I kind of have to put him here now. All right. Two more and then we'll be out of here. Uh, DJ Chark, which once again, this would have been a nod to Matt, but yep. you know, he's not here tonight. DJ Chark or Darius Slayton. This is now this is a tough one because this is a tough one. DJ Shark Gardner Minshew is kind of taking a step back these last couple of weeks here. DJ he Shark's obviously taking a big step back here. 
Um, Darius Slayton. It's, it's a bad situation in, in New York right now, too. I'm going to take the six foot four speedster. I'm going to take DJ Shark. It's really close. I, I'm I'm somewhat pot committed and but I would I would take I would take yeah, Darius. Slayton I don't think too. it'd be pot committed. I mean, I, I get your point, but I mean, I don't think this should ever be a deciding factor. I think no, Darius, no, no, it's not a it's not a deciding factor. I think Darius Slayton is a nice own. Even in New York, I think Daniel Jones could get better. Uh, but I think he's just at like on a good year, like wide receiver 22, you know, most years, like wide receiver, like 32, 28, 20, like a mid range wide receiver three to a wide receiver, like low end wide receiver, two, which is great. You want yeah. the guys on your roster. He's a week in week out starter. You can win a championship with them, but like DJ shark offers you that high end wide receiver two, low end wide receiver one to value in the right situation. The 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 difference for me is because I think I think Darius Slayton's right around wide receiver twenty two right now, and he's had he's had a couple rough weeks, uh, and and part of it was like even this past week against Philadelphia, he had a, he dropped a, a wide receiver twenty eight. Twenty eight. Okay, is it standard or is that PPR? PPR. PPR. Okay. Um, but he's had some situations like Darius Slayton. We saw the or uh, Darius Slay that was covering him this past week had a, a pass interference on him. One of the very first plays of the game got him some big yardage. D- Daniel Jones missed him, uh, kind of threw it behind him where he could have had a big catch and run. Like I think there's more there than has actually even happened so far. And he's had the second or third most difficult schedule so far. He had one easy week and then he had Darius Slay this past week again. So his schedule does lighten up towards the end of the year. So I think we'll even see better numbers continuing forward than we have thus far. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a nice receiver. I like him a lot, but I want to see some things change here. It'd be amazing with the offensive line can a better offense. Cause, Cause that's the thing. That's his, his game is downfield. <laughs> Daniel Jones doesn't have enough time to get the ball downfield. That's AJ, been difficult. AJ Brown wide receiver four overall average in 20 on a points per game basis. Average uh-huh. 20.1, by the way, go on. Fantastic. One. Absolutely. Fantastic. Last one. We're going to go to the rookies. We're going to go to the rookies here. Would you rather Jalen Rager? who We haven't got to see much of this year, uh, but he might be back this week. That was one we didn't get to yeah. talk about, but he might be back this week. Or would you rather Jerry Judy? Uh, I'm going to stick with, uh, my original tape evaluation still go Judy. Still go Judy. Yeah, I love his route running ability. I know it's a little bit more murky out there in Denver right now, but I'm not. Again, after seven weeks of 2020, I'm not changing all my yeah. film evaluation. I could let people rise up some, like a guy like Justin Jefferson, but he's rising up like a spot maybe or two because uh, I love his tape. But he's yeah. he's producing at a high level. Just because Jerry Judy hasn't produced at a high level doesn't mean I'm gonna drop him down. Definitely over a guy like Jalen Rager hasn't done anything whatsoever in the NFL. So I mean, his his first game he had a nice 50 yard play and whatnot, but he's been he's, he's been, been hurt. hurt twice or he's been hurt twice already yeah. in his rookie year. So. But I'm I'm gonna I'm in the same boat. I'm gonna stick with my original evaluation, but I had Rager over Jerry Judy originally. Close. So so I'm gonna stick with that as well. Would you take Justin Jefferson over both of them? At this point, I think you have to. I mean, he's just played so well. It, it, it would be negligent to, to to have take lock and say, like, well, I love Jalen Rager. And what could be is, you know, what we're already seeing out of Justin Jefferson. So I, I think it would be I think it would be irresponsible not to take Justin Jefferson at this point. Yeah, looking back, I'd, I'm definitely moving Justin Jefferson number two overall. I'd still I'd, I'd actually flip script. I'd take CeeDee Lamb number one overall in, in, in this rookie draft. Clyde Edwards Lair two overall, Justin Jefferson three overall. Ooh. And then I would probably then I'd start going towards like Jonathan Taylor, uh, JK Dobbins still high on that list, DeAndre Swift 
still he's looking good. He's been looking good this past. But I still keep all those running backs high up there. But I would move Justin Jefferson up to number three. He's just he's looked too dynamic for me to pass up on a young receiver out there. That's gonna be a number one for a long time. Again, I'm always gonna take those young receivers if I know if I know for sure. Just like if Terry McLaurin was in this draft, right? Like I'm still taking them high in that draft. That's where I'm going every time on my dynasty team. Rebuild, win now. You get a young guy that's a wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two. Those are guys that you put in your lineup for ten years and don't touch. It's kind of it's the second best thing to have in a franchise quarterback. Yep. So that's it. Nerder, we'll be back next week. Matt O'Hara will be back as well. Uh, we'll be talking, hopefully, maybe not as many bad injuries. Fingers crossed. We will be. Uh, going into week eight. Season's going by quick. This is it. Got to make those pushes. Got to got to start finding your trade partners. And with every injury comes a new opportunity to make another trade. Odell Beckham goes down. Maybe that team was a contender. They need a receiver. Make them overpack. Well, next next episode, if you come back for the nerd herd, we're going to be talking about that exact situation. If you're a contender, what do you do right now at the trade deadline time? And if you're a rebuilder, what to do? So we're going to talk a little strategy in the next episode. And, and you got to get out there and join the nerd herd right now. You could get in there and get this bonus podcast. You know, but now you get the bonus podcast. You get the the film room. Where you can watch all the scout all these rookies. So we add new rookie film every single week. Uh, that's a tool you get on there. You get uh, the nerd score, the scout the rookies, and then of course you get the dynasty GM, which is the greatest tool out there in dynasty fantasy football today. You know, it, it, you literally upload all your leagues in the league. For most leagues, it just auto syncs. My fantasy league, sleeper, flea flicker, they auto sync. You can upload any manual. Manual, uh, manual league, uh, well, manually, the whole league it takes about mm-hmm. 10 minutes. It's that easy to use. And we're adding new tools to the Dynasty GM every day. Now it's offering player shares Love coming it. up. So, so you know how many shares of players you got. It has a trade calculator built in. It's a league analyzer. You want to make these quick trades and say, hey, I need a running back. Who's the strongest at my running back? In my league, it shows you exactly each position group, who's the strongest in your league, according to the Dynasty GM. We have win now, contender rankings, so yep. it can tell you who can win this year and who's the b- best position to do that, and has contender rankings, so the players are ranked as well accordingly. And here's the best thing about the Dynasty GM, guys, is it's free to try. Yep. The Nerder, Nerder membership is free to try for three days. You just literally go to DynastyNerds.com, click it out, try the three-day free, three, free three-day trial, <laughs> And that's it. All you got to do is give it a whirl. And then after that, there's no commitment. There's no credit cards you got to put in. It's just literally free. You sign up to the Dynasty Nerds with just an email, and you get to try it for free. And I guarantee you, once you try it, you're going to want to stick around. You're going to love it. Definitely as we get into this offseason, we're going to start breaking down this 21 uh, class on the Nerd episodes as well. So I mean, if we're ever going to need 21 like help on the rookies, this is year. Oh, well, yeah, with all the weird stuff and, and, and all the stuff with missing games and some conferences only getting like – five or six games i think that's all the max getting so it, it's you, you're going to want to tune into those and you, and you don't want just half the episodes like you don't want just half the rookie evaluations we do both you know we, we'll do a set of running backs in one episode set of running backs in the other one. you don't want half you, you want half. all of it and it's just it's for the price of a cup of coffee a month that's it three dollars a month you get that and if you want the total package is five bucks a month still the price of a coffee or a latte yeah a you, just, you just upgraded a little bit to starbucks as opposed to dunkin donuts uh, and, and what you're doing is again we we say this all the time is you're not just supporting us at dynasty you're supporting dynasty fantasy football as a whole all the money that comes in again we're putting right back into the dynasty community helping you build bigger and better tools you know for your you to use that's why you see the dynasty gm uh getting updated all the time and unfortunately developers are really expensive <laughs> there but you know again we with that support you know not only are you helping us out for something that you like 
But it's just you're helping the game of Dynasty itself uh, and expand that as well. Because, again, all the money we get, we're just putting right back in here. We're just trying to make Dynasty fans football the number one game in the world, and we do that with your help. So check it out. Check out the Dynasty Nerds Facebook group. I mentioned last week we had probably another 200 people sign up there, 9,500 users on that thing. Tons of Dynasty information there as well. And, of course, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, we can talk there as well. I'm at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Price. And uh, Dynasty Matt will be back next week. Until then, hopefully everybody stays safe, stays healthy, and we'll tell you next week.